Welcome to the Growing Up Sucks podcast for teenagers who need to know they're not alone and adults who are still young at heart. Whatever your age, you never stop growing up. Here is your host, Felicity Lyons. Hi everyone, welcome to the Growing Up Sucks podcast. It's me, Felicity. Hope you're having an awesome few weeks. Don't know where you're listening to me. Maybe you're abroad having some nice time or maybe you're making the most of the rain, seeing as in the UK at the time recording this episode, we've just had a record-breaking heat wave. I don't know about you guys, but that was absolutely too much for me. 37 degrees, just like absolutely no thank you. I can take some temperatures, but that was too much. Okay, so yeah, it's been super hot recently, and I was considering doing a podcast episode on how to keep cool when it's super hot, but We've now reached a point where the heatwave's over again, and I thought I was a bit late to do anything about that. So I decided instead that I'd do something different. So we're just about to get into August at the time of recording this episode, and August is a pretty expensive month for me personally, because it marks the one year anniversary of me passing my driving test and getting a car. And in case you're not aware already, Driving and maintaining a car is pretty expensive, especially for a young person because the majority of us are new drivers, classed inexperienced and therefore a higher risk. Of course, the majority of us are sensible drivers, but we won't get into that rant, otherwise we will be here all day. But most notably, one of the most expensive parts of driving is, of course, insurance. And if you don't know some handy tips and tricks, you could end up paying an extortionate amount or at least more than you should. Or if you go for a cheaper option, you might not end up getting the best cover for your needs. So for this episode, I'm going to do my best to help you work out how to get cheaper car insurance. Now, I've got advice from many other people as well, so this isn't just coming from someone who's only been driving a year. Obviously, I've asked my parents because they've both been driving for 25 years, well, more than 25 years, so they've got a lot of experience when it comes to insurance and things like that. A lot of my colleagues, especially Harry, hi Harry, don't know if you listen to the podcast, but you're getting a mention right now. Harry, he's absolutely car mad and he's been driving, I think, nearly 10 years now. So I've got lots of advice from lots of different people and I've kind of compiled it all together. And to be honest, I found it's worked actually pretty well for me. So I now just want to pass that knowledge on to other people so that hopefully they can make use of it as well. So what is it you can do to get cheaper car insurance? Well, first of all, you need to shop around. So, you know, you see these adverts for comparison sites on TV and social media all the time on front of your YouTube videos, your Twitch streams, maybe Netflix. I've not actually seen one Netflix, but I don't know. Does Netflix actually do ads? I don't think it does. No, it doesn't, does it? Well, anyway, you know what I mean. And as annoying as go compare or comparethemarket.com might be, they are actually super useful tools and I'll be explaining a bit why as we go through this episode. When it comes to sorting out your car insurance, whether you're insuring your car for the very first time or you're going through the renewal process, it's really important that you actually block out a few hours in your day to search through properly so you can narrow down some good options. Yep, It is terribly boring and yeah, you could be playing Fortnite or GTA or going out with your friends, but if you can save yourself some money, then it's worth it in the end. And sometimes you'll end up saving yourself a couple of hundred quid, which I think actually is really worth it. Before I go into the proper details of this, the number one important rule 
when you're insuring your car is to always go for full comprehensive cover because then if you do get into any trouble at any point you'll more likely be covered the right way because there are different types of cover I think there's like fire and theft and things like that which yeah they're good but if you at any point are involved in an accident or damage or anything like that you're probably not going to be covered and you might have to pay out a lot of money so always go for full comp cover or fully comprehensive cover now when you use insurance comparison sites it's important to be honest but there are a few things you can do to help take the prices down so one of the first things and it sounds really simple but actually you'd be surprised how much of an impact it has on your quote your job title if you are employed will have a major impact on how much you're quoted for example, if you're a managing director or a swanky executive, I don't know why I said it like that, guys. <laughs> swanky executive. If you're one of them, then the algorithms of these sites and insurance companies knows this means you earn a lot of money. So they're going to be quoting prices that are going to be higher. You might also be in a situation like me. For my job, I'm a videographer, but the insurance companies don't recognise this as a job. They don't even recognise media as a job industry. It's like hang on a second, this, this is what my job is. And it's like, I'm trying to go through all these lists. And it's like, no, we don't recognize it. It's just like, it's a job, really. I'm playing with cameras, but no, seriously, th th this is an actual job, Never mind. But yeah, for some bizarre reason, it's not recognized. So you sometimes have to be creative in this instance. And it does actually say that on the comparison website, if your actual job title isn't listed, try and find something close to it. But to be honest, there's not a lot that's like really close. You, there's no camera, um, camera operators or edit video editors there's nothing like that the nearest thing that I can find is tv producer or film director or something like that and as you can imagine those will put your price up quite a bit because those jobs are quite high tier as well so normally I go for something like computer operator or computer technician it's quite vague but it's the nearest thing to what I do I work with computers and technical equipment so there we go that solved that one and then for the industry, I put education down because the company I work for delivers training courses. Now, obviously, you have to use your own discretion with this. If you're a gardener, you can't put that you're a computer operator. But just play around with different job titles and see if this alters your final quote on a lot of these uh, different insurance providers. So what you'll do is you'll fill the whole form in and then see what your quote is. And then you'll just go back through the form and just change the job title. Don't change anything else at the same time because that might also impact what the quote is. If you're trying to work out a cheaper price, always just change one thing at a time until you're like, okay, that works, and then move on to the next thing. Now, the next point, it's not going to really necessarily save you money, but it's important that you get it right. So I just kind of wanted to bring this one up. Um, and that is making sure that you have the right type of insurance. And basically, it's very important you get this right, because if not, you could get slapped with a quite a hefty fine from the police if they ever pull you over. So there are three different options, and I'm going to try and explain these as best I can, but it can get a bit confusing. So the three options, you've got SDP, which is Social, Domestic and Pleasure. Then you've got SDP plus C, which is Social, Domestic, Pleasure and Commuting. And then you've got SDCP plus B which is social, domestic, pleasure, commuting, and business use. So there are three different types. I know I've said a lot of those words several different times, but yeah, it filters into different things. So the first one, social, domestic, and pleasure, 
is only if you use the car to go out to the shops, visiting friends and family, or for a fun day out. So basically, you can't, with this insurance, you can't use your car to commute to an office or workplace. The next one, SDP plus C, that is, or social domestic pleasure plus commuting, that's the previous one, so being able to have a day out, visit your family and friends, and being able to commute to a regular workplace or office. And it has to be the same location every time that you commute to. Apart from the exception, if that you are obviously changing jobs or your company has moved premises, of course. And the final type, the business add-on, refers to if you use your car for work and travel a lot to see a lots of clients. For example, if you use your own car to deliver food through a Just Eat contract, for example, or if you're a bookkeeper and travel to clients to sort their finances out. If you're freelance or self-employed, then you will need to sort the business insurance out yourself. If you use your own car on behalf of a company that you are employed at and they don't offer you a company car, then you might be able to negotiate with your manager or the finance department that they can organise the business add-on for you. So therefore the company pays for the business part, but you just pay for social, domestic, pleasure and commuting. That, that one's quite complicated, but hopefully that makes a bit more sense. But basically there's different tiers of those insurance because the likelihood is if you're just using it for social, domestic and pleasure, you're probably not going to be using your car as much as you would if you're using it for business. So you won't be on the road as much, so therefore you're less of a risk because you're not on the road as often as someone commuting to their day job or using their car for business trips, for example. So that's really important that you get it right. And as I said, it won't necessarily save you money, but it is very important because as I said, it kind of does stop you getting fined. So I guess it does kind of save you money or prevents you from getting fined, however you want to look at it. So the next thing to consider when you're trying to get cheaper car insurance is the type of car that you have or are trying to insure. Now, obviously, if you've already got a car, then this probably isn't going to help. But if you're a new driver or you're even getting yourself a new car, you want to understand that a car with a smaller engine will result in cheaper car insurance. So this is often displayed as 1.0 litres or it might have um, 1100 cylinder on the car documents. So numbers like that, they kind of generally refer to the size of the engine and how powerful your car is. So the higher the number, the more powerful the car, therefore the higher risk and finally the more expensive the insurance quote is. You can get a souped up hatchback, but not only will the car be expensive, the insurance will be too. If you are buying a car for the first time, be sure to search for the cheapest car to insure for the year you are buying the car in. And if you look on Google, maybe even YouTube, you'll often find blogs or lists of cars that are the cheapest to insure based on their brand, model and build for that year. I found that actually really helpful. I think when I was buying my car, it came up with things like Ford Fiesta, Ford Focus, uh, Renault Clio, you know, a lot of them small cars with small engines, probably little hatchbacks, nothing too souped up or anything. They tend to be the lower end of the scale in terms of insurance prices. So the next thing you can do, which will definitely affect your insurance quote, is if you know another person who's a good driver and they've been driving for several years, and on top of that, they have a good no claims discount, add them to your policy as an additional driver. 
So a known claims discount essentially means a person hasn't had to make a claim for an accident or damage to their own vehicle for a certain amount of years. If you get the right cover, small things like windscreen chips and things like that don't affect your no claims discount. So even if they've had things like that, they might it might be on their record, but if, you, if they've had the right insurance, then hopefully their no claims will be several years. By adding an experienced driver with a good no claims discount, it will drive your premium down because even if they aren't likely to drive your car, it's likely that you're influenced by these people and how they drive. So if they're good drivers, then it's likely that you're going to be a good driver too. So for my insurance policy, I put both my parents on as additional drivers. Thankfully, they're safe drivers and have good no claims discounts. So that did actually help to drive my premium down the first time and has managed to keep it a bit lower on the renewal as well. Finally, you want to consider the additional extras that insurance companies like to offer. Things like breakdown cover, motor legal expenses and courtesy cars. Things like breakdown cover you can also shop around for. However, the insurance provider that I personally use includes breakdown cover, which is actually £30 cheaper a year than some of the big breakdown companies. And from my experience, they're actually better in terms of response time and service. With breakdown cover, you want the best cover you can get. Look for ones that will cover you countrywide, can recover you within a quarter mile from home and will recover you if you break down on the roadside alongside any other perks. Another good perk to look for if you can is if say for instance in the winter your car battery dies and you're parked at home they'll be able to you'll be able to call them out and they'll be able to fix your car at home. Not all breakdown companies do that surprisingly enough so that's another good one to look out for. Some insurance providers may offer courtesy cars in their quotes, others might consider it an add-on. If it's something you consider you'd need in the event your car was written off or needed several days at the garage to be repaired, then definitely add this. You know, if you need a car in order to get to your job, then you probably are going to need this. But if you could live without a car for a few days, i.e. you don't desperately need it, if you were without it you'd be able to get a lift or get public transport then consider that this is something you might not need and therefore it's an optional extra that you don't have to pay for. Of course a lot of these extras they're kind of just in case add-ons and some are definitely worth having just in case but again you don't have to have all of them. At minimum, I definitely have at least decent breakdown cover because you never know if your car might fail. Even if it's been really reliable, it could be something as simple as running out of fuel or if you accidentally put the wrong fuel in your car. Without breakdown cover, essentially, you're kind of stuffed. So, in my other episode I did quite a while back now about the things I've learned since passing my driving test, I did mention that I did breakdown but it wasn't the engine that failed, it was the windscreen wipers snapped in the torrential rain and within 10 seconds I couldn't see where I was going. You've probably heard that episode so I'm not going to tell the story all over again. But without breakdown cover, I guess I would have had to just wait the roadside and hope the rain ceased at some point, which it didn't for the rest of the day. So I could have been stuck there for God knows how long. So breakdown cover I think is definitely essential with the add-ons on your insurance. So as mentioned at the beginning of this episode, every year when your insurance is due to renew, always shop around for a cheaper deal from different companies. Don't just look at the renewal quote you get and be like, yep, that's fine, I'll take that. Because you tend to find that you might be able to get it cheaper somewhere else. 
And also, if you do find it cheaper somewhere else to ring up your current insurance company and let them know, they might even offer you a counter quote that either matches that or is even lower than the other company. Because essentially, they don't want to lose you as a customer. Again, though, if you find a really cheap deal, make sure you look through all the different cover options that you get and make sure that it covers you as you need it. And if you're not sure about a few little things, do try and find someone who's a lot more experienced at this. So on this occasion, I had my dad sit down with me and he very kindly just went through all the different things. I think I did know what I was doing, but it was good to have him there in case there was something that I forgot or something that I thought I was covered on and actually I wasn't. So it's always good to have someone who knows what they're doing to sit down and do it with you if you're quite new to it. So on this occasion this year, I did actually go with the same insurance provider because even though they were perhaps a bit more expensive than some of the other quotes that I received when I was looking on uh, Compare the Market, I was happier with the amount of cover I got. And here's the thing. When I received an email with my renewal quote a few weeks ago, the quote was just under £900 for the year. So I then went on Compare the Market, refilled in all my details, and the same company came up with a quote of £820. So I was like, okay, that's nearly £80 cheaper. So I then called the company and explained that the comparison site quote was cheaper, and I wondered that if I could potentially match that quote with them. Which is kind of weird, because you think, well, they're the same company, so why haven't they offered it? But again, it's because there was a few things that had changed. So they asked me a few questions to see if they could match the quote. And one of the things that was affecting that was last year, because it was the first time I was driving, I wasn't sure how much mileage that I'd be using. So to play it safe, I think I put something like 10,000 miles in. So I was like, yeah, that'll, you know, I'll probably travel that. And then when I was sorting my insurance out, I did the math, looked at how many miles the car had when I bought it compared to how many miles is on the counter in the car now and I'd actually done just over 5,000 so I'd literally done just over half what I had initially thought I would so obviously again that meant I spent less time on the road so therefore my premium would go down a bit so that helped and then also recently I did actually get a dash cam fitted I should have got it fitted a long time ago but it was only in like probably the last month I was like yeah I should probably get one actually so I mentioned that on the phone because strangely enough on the actual comparison site it doesn't ask you if you've got a dash cam or not now some people I guess can think that with a dash cam even though it's good because obviously it's proof if you do find yourself in an accident or anything I guess it could be flipped the other side and it could be incriminating if you're in the wrong but guaranteed that most people who have a dash cam probably are the safe drivers. So therefore, that also helped take my quote down. So then after this, um, the guy that I talked to on the phone, he was really friendly. He was absolutely wonderful. Um, he said, right, I'll just calculate it with this new information for you. And the quote got brought down to £775. So just by then ringing up the company that gave me the initial renewal quote and explaining that I had to change a few things and explaining that I found some other quotes that were cheaper, I had at least another £100 knocked off my renewal quote, which actually I was quite pleased with. And I think for a new driver in their early 20s, well, I'm still not a brand new driver, but you know what I mean, 
I think actually that was pretty decent. So I definitely advise calling the company up as well and just talking to someone. Most of them are willing to help and you can probably end up negotiating a slightly cheaper price as long as you don't say, oh, I just want to get cheaper. Can you give me a cheaper price? Like you've got to give them facts and things. But yeah, you never know. Just by talking to someone, it can be a bit scary and it can be a bit annoying when I guess you're put on hold. Although... I just don't get annoyed by on hold music now. I just sort of like put it on speaker and then dance around the room to it because, you know, why not? Um, <laughs> rather be happy than get angry, right? Just like have that, have that attitude towards life. Don't let little things like that bother you. Don't worry about it. I can be checking my emails while I'm on hold or whatever. I can be doing other stuff. And then as soon as they come on and they're like, hello, you're speaking to this person today. How can I help? Then you can go to talking to them. So yeah, compared to last year, my insurance premium has gone down because uh, when I got it last year, and this includes breakdown cover as well, it was £1,035. Um, and now I've managed to save myself nearly £300 in the next year. So I'd say I'm quite happy with that. And then hopefully next year it will get lower. And the longer you've been driving for, and, and as long as you continue being a safe driver and do your best to not do anything that means that you have to make a claim, then essentially over the next two years, your premium will keep going down. So that's kind of all the advice that I have for cheaper car insurance. I've probably not said everything that helps, but I think I've said the most important things. And if you have any other advice that you found helps, then do share it on the official Instagram, which is at GUS Podcast UK. Look for the post about this episode being available now. It's normally, I've normally got like a little voice clip and um, an animated waveform that goes on it so just look for that and then you should be able to get that sorted don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for more cool content like this where I can save you money or give you general life advice stuff that I've learned as I've been going through the experience of growing up and doing all this sort of stuff and remember no matter your age you never stop growing up